0: Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals for Monday, November the 15th of 2021. I am Lucas Smith, host of the show. Thanks for tuning in today, each and every day that you tune in. It is a joy to talk to each and every one of you. Locked On Cardinals podcast is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is your team every day. A little bit of a late release on Monday here, but we're going to go ahead and get into the BBWAA Awards as we have the finalists all announced And on this show. I'm not only going to go through them, give some stats, but also give my prediction uh, or no, I'll give a better, better, way, better way to word that, rather, is give my vote on it. Not what I think what will happen, but also uh, my vote as well as to who I think should win each individual award. Because uh, these are some good awards to get on, some prestigious awards as well. Um, they are going to be... Announced in this order today on Monday, we have the Rookie of the Year being announced tomorrow. We'll have Manager of the Year Wednesday, the Cy Young, and on Thursday, the MVP is announced for each individual league. It's going to be a good time getting to see uh, who gets uh, what vote. it um, be 5 o'clock each day on MLB Network, I believe is what, what they're airing on, but it is 5 o'clock. Each and every day is whenever they announce those. So 5 o'clock Central, I should say. So we'll go ahead and get right into it. We're going to start with the award that is being announced a little, little bit later on today. And that is the Rookie of the Year. The Cardinals do have a man for contention in the National League Rookie of the Year. Dylan Carlson. Jonathan India is the Cincinnati Reds representative. And Trevor Roger of the Miami Marlins is on the ballot for the National League. All three of these, I think, are solid options. I I do think that there is a favorite, um, and the favorite is going to get my vote. We'll go and go through each of the individual numbers. Got a comparison here between the two offensive players, uh, Dylan Carlson, Jonathan India. Just a one-game separator. Jonathan India playing 150 games and Dylan Carlson playing uh, 149, so there's not that much of a difference there. Um, 144 hits for Carlson, 143 for India. 31 doubles for Carlson, 34 for India. 21 home runs for India. 18 for Carlson, 69 RBI for India, 8, or excuse me, 65 for Carlson, 269, 376, 459 the slash line for India, 266, 343, 437 the slash line for Carlson, 437 is the slugging for Carlson, and 459 the slugging, or excuse me, 780 the OPS for Carlson, 835 the OPS for India. You can see they're very, very close. A little bit of a higher on-base percentage as Jonathan India was able to draw 71 walks on the season, Dylan Carlson only drawing 57. The OPS plus for Dylan Carlson, 117 and 113 for Jonathan India. So a little bit even higher there for Dylan Carlson. So while Jeff Carr and many, many others, and myself included, might immediately go to Jonathan India uh, as Rookie of the Year, I love the way Jonathan India plays baseball. It's a, it's a competitive race because you've also got Trevor Rogers of the Miami Marlins, 25 games, all of them starts. He was only 7-8, but an ERA of 2.64. You're not going to get many wins with that Miami Marlins offense. Uh, you've got a 158 ERA plus, 133 innings on the season, uh, 2.55 whips, so very close fit in ERA. The closer they are, the better for that. You're, you're very competitive here, um, all three of these. While there might be a slight runaway favorite, I don't think it's a complete 100% without a doubt runaway favorite. All three of these gentlemen are capable of winning this award. And it's going to be close. I really do think it's going to be close. I think the, the, the instinct reaction is to go maybe to Jonathan India. But as I mentioned, when you look at these numbers... You got to go a little bit deeper. You got to you got to look a little bit closer. You got to look at okay, uh, who, who scored more runs? Well, that was India by ninety-eight to seventy-nine margin. Stolen bases, Jonathan India twelve stolen bases to to just two. But the OPS plus ranks more towards Carlson. Uh, RBIs are about the same. Hits are about the same. One difference there, one game difference. T- to me, it, it, it's a toss-up. When when you get down to the nitty-gritty numbers, it becomes a lot more. When you look at the numbers, I'm sorry, just point blank. It it might be a little bit of runaway, but when you get down to the nitty-gritty, you get a little bit closer here, and I do think that it's going to be a close race between these three. My vote, try and keep all the biases out of it the best that I can. My vote goes towards Jonathan India. I like the way he plays. I I just think with the the higher on base percentage leading to a higher OPS. OPS plus is, is a little bit lower. Yes, more home runs, more runs driven in, more stolen bases, one less hit, but more runs scored overall. Uh, less strikeouts in in more at bats or more plate appearances, I should say. Um, to me, Jonathan Indy gets the vote. I, I I do. This is this is one of the awards. One of the few, I guess I should say, is that I can see an argument for all three of these individuals. I can understand why somebody would want to vote for any three of these. My vote is just going to go towards Jonathan India when you look at the nitty-gritty numbers in the National League. I do think that will be correct. I think that he will win the award. But, man, I would love to see Dylan Carlson get some recognition and get some national recognition with a Rookie of the Year. We will see what happens tonight around 5 Central. Um, in the National League, in the American League, Rookie of the Year, you also have two hitters and a pitcher. The pitcher for the uh, American League is Luis Garcia of the Houston Astros. He went eleven and eight, three three ERA, thirty games, twenty eight of those starts, according to Baseball Reference. One hundred fifty five and a third innings pitched, one thirty was the ERA plus. He struck out one hundred sixty seven batters. And then you go to the two hitters in line for this award, Randy Arozarena. Yes, he is still a rookie, did not meet the rookie standards. Hundred and forty-one games, twenty home runs, two seventy-four the batting average, drove in sixty-nine. Wanda Franco, the other member of that rookie of the year candidate list, five home excuse me, seven home runs, thirty-nine runs driven in, five triples, just seventy games played for Wanda Franco. Uh, I do think Wanda Franco is going to be a class talent, a top tier talent in Major League Baseball one day, and Luis Garcia had a fine season. But to me, this one is a little bit more easier to tell. And to me, this is a little bit of a more uh, runaway. I think Randy Rosarena will get it. It's, it's a bit odd that you have uh, somebody who's played three seasons already still be a rookie. But to me, the numbers speak for themselves. 131, the OPS plus, that is higher by just two points, but still higher than Juan Franco. OPS is higher. Slugging just a touch lower on base was higher uh, for Wander, for Randy Arozarena, and again, Wander Franco only playing 70 games. You know, if you're comparing two guys that played 70 games, okay. But I think you do have to look at who was there the longest. You know, I can understand an argument where you say, well, it's rookie of the year as long as you meet the minimums, that's what you should look at. But to me, Randy Arozarena is the clear American League Rookie of the Year uh, winner, and I think that my vote will also be correct there. Uh, you throw in 32 doubles, 145 hits, scored 94 runs on the season. 243 total bases. He just had another fine season. He seems to not just be tied down to the postseason legend that he was in 2020. That he says, "Hey, I can play more than just a month in October on any given night. He can he can go out there and get get the job done." And he did just that in 2021. His age 26 season, so he's going to be a little bit of an older rookie. Uh, but nevertheless, um, Randy Rose Randa does indeed in my opinion, win the Rookie of the Year. That, that will be announced t- tonight. So we'll see. Well, that, That's what we'll know quickest on if I'm right or wrong or not will be the Rookie of the Year voting. So we've still got three awards to get to. MVP Cy Young, Manager of the Year. We're going to go MVP next, then Cy Young, and then we'll finish out with Manager of the Year. The Cardinals coaching staff was also finalized a little bit earlier on today. So we'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. Lots and lots and lots of good stuff coming up on Locked on Cardinals today. Before we get into any of that direct TV stream, has a solution to your TV problem. Does this problem sound familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch a game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbors, best friends, log in for the good stuff. No more of that hassle, no more of that clutter. Direct TV Stream helps you get your TV together. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, shows, and movies all in one place no more juggling different remotes or buying another device for streaming ever again and there's no annual contract it's a win-win for you so get rid of the confusion and get your tv together with direct tv stream you can learn more at directtv.com that is directtv.com compatible device is required and the content varies by package Let's get into, I forget what I said at the top, let's go and get into the MVP, that's what's next on my written down list here, can't remember for what I said matched up with it. Let's go and get into the MVP, because the MVP is an interesting one to me, because uh, all six of these gentlemen did not make the playoffs, and you, you could say that, well, that's a lot of, uh, you know, baseball's a little bit difficult for one person to make or break a playoff team, but... I do think it's interesting and worth noting, bare minimum, it's worth noting that we have no playoff contenders in the most valuable player conversation. In the National League, you've got a veteran in Bryce Harper. It's still weird to refer to Bryce Harper as a veteran, uh, but 28 years old, 10 years in the league. Um, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis, the other two, both 22-year-old superstars, obviously MVP candidates, all had fine seasons. Fernando Tatis... 14-year contract coming out of the season, 130 games played, dealt with some injuries, but still ended up with a slash line of 282, 364, 611, slugging OPS of 975, OPS plus of 166. Uh, he drove in 97, hit 42 home runs. He had the most home runs out of any of these three and played the, the least amount of games, had the least amount of played appearance, and has the least amount of at-bats, but still managed to hit 42 home runs, 97 runs driven in, 62 walks on the season. He had 135 hits. He threw in 31 doubles, 99 runs scored. That is a fantastic season. The problem is the other two gentlemen also had fantastic seasons. Juan Soto, 151 games played. He hit 29 home runs, drove in, 95 runs driven in, 313 the batting average, 465 the on-base, 535. Slugging OPS of 999. OPS plus 175. Stole nine bags. 20 doubles mixed in there. Two triples. A very solid season. This is a tight race, ladies and gentlemen, because then you've got Bryce Harper. 141 games, 309 the batting average, 429 the on-base. 6.15 6.15 the slugging, that is the highest, good for the highest OPS of the crew, 1,044, 300 total bases, OPS plus 179, 35 bombs, 84 runs driven, and he swiped 13 bags, and he hit 42 doubles to help aid that 6.15 slugging percentage. This is a difficult one, because I do think that if Fernando Tatis played a full 162 game schedule, or he's even able to get 145, 150, somewhere in that range. To me, Fernando Tatis becomes the runaway MVP. Among these three players, and it could be because he's an infielder and you had the opportunity to be more of what I'm about to say, but Fernando Tatis Jr. is the most exciting out of these three players. He plays the game hard, he's, he's exuberant, he's flashy, he, does, he, he makes the game fun to watch. And the most home runs, most RBI, he swiped 25 bags as well was only caught four times. But to me, when you're looking at the most valuable player the playing time aspect comes into it a lot more than it does even for the Rookie of the Year. Because that's even something I talked about a little bit in the Rookie of the Year discussion. But it comes to play even more in the Most Valuable Player discussion. So I dock Fernando Tatis Jr. a little bit for that. I dock Fernando Tatis Jr. a little bit for not being healthy the full season. Now, Bryce Harper only played 141 games. So it's not like he was getting the 150-game schedule either. Soto played 151, so that's a bonus for Juan Soto. And if one would go by old-school metrics as well, Bryce Harper only drove in 84 runs. And his batting average was 309. Not outstanding, but pretty good in today's game. But you also look at new metrics. OPS plus was 179. That's the highest out of any of these players. Not that these these other metrics are newer, but they're a little bit more deeper into it. The OPS was above 1,000. Slugging percentage of 615 is ridiculous. 35 home runs, 42 doubles. That's what helped the slugging percentage. And his on-base was 429. Fernando Tatis, only had a junior, Fernando Tatis Jr. only had an on-base percentage of 364. All of these stats that I have mentioned and will mention are from StatHead, a comparison tool on baseball reference. To me, when you look at the whole scope, when you look at playing time, you look at how good they were and their numbers, to me, this, goes de- this comes between Bryce Harper and Juan Soto, the face of the Nationals of old and the face of the Nationals currently. Not to completely discredit Tatis, To me, missing, well, let's see, quick math, 32 games out of the year is a dock on the MVP rate, in in the MVP race to me. Scored the least amount of runs and the least amount of hits, but I understand he had a fantastic season, and in my opinion, he was on pace for an MVP-type season if he didn't have those couple stints on the uh, injured list. My vote goes to Bryce Harper here. I'm not trying to say just because he's a veteran he gets my vote, but that has a little bit something to do with it. I just think that Bryce Harper put together a full complete season. He was a complete package overall. OPS plus was good as I mentioned, total bases, OPS, all the numbers that I've mentioned, Bryce Harper will get my vote for rookie or for excuse me, for most valuable player. However, I do think that Fernando Tatis will win it, but if I'm voting, I'm voting for Bryce Harper to get my first place vote. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section on YouTube or reply to a tweet or at DM a tweet out, LJ Fastball at LO underscore Cardinals. But my vote goes for Bryce Harper. However, I do think Fernando Tatis will be the one winning this award. Now let's move over to the American League side of things. When you have two Blue Jays and one Angel, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Shohei Otani, and Marcus Simeon, this is a, to me, this is a no-brainer but we'll get into the offensive numbers first because there's offense and pitching to go along with this. Marcus Simeon, a second baseman, hit 45 home runs, drove in 102 RBIs, batting average 265, on base 334, slugging 538, OPS plus 133. But again, you also have to take into account their defensive positioning. 45 home runs, 39 doubles from a second baseman is pretty remarkable. You throw in the fact that he stole 15 bags. That's a pretty, pretty solid season and a most season MVP. But in my opinion, he's not even the top two getter in the MVP because of the seasons of Vladimir Guerrero and Shohei Otani. Vlad Jr., 311 the batting average, 401 the on base, 601 the slugging, good for a 1,000 OPS and a 169 OPS plus. He clubbed 48 home runs, most of these three, 111 also most of these three. He was chasing the Triple Crown for most of the year. Throwing 188 hits, 29 doubles, 86 walks, 123 runs scored. That is also tops among these three gentlemen. If you're looking at just offensive numbers, it. if you're looking at purely offensive numbers, purely bat-in-hand numbers, the MVP is Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And usually that's all you have to look at when you have three players that swung the bat in the American League. Now with Shohei Ohtani, because Shohei Ohtani, not only do you have a 46 home run season, not only do you have a 100 RBI season... Not only do you have a season where he had 138 hits, scored 103 runs, had a slugging percentage of .592 in 155 games played in a season in which he had 537 at-bats. You also have his pitching numbers. And his pitching numbers, while they they alone might not be Cy Young-type seasons, but holy cow, were they pretty solid. 23 starts, 318 the ERA, had a... A fit of 3.52, ERA plus of 141. You heard that right, 141 was his ERA plus. Average for that is 100. Struck out 10 batters per nine innings, gave up just 15 home runs, 131 innings pitched. In those 130 innings, he struck out 156. You have to combine the pitching and the hitting numbers because it's a complete player. It's not just the MVP just looking at offense or just looking at pitching. When you combine the pitching and hitting numbers of Shohei Ohtani, this is a runaway MVP vote for Shohei Ohtani to do what he did. Again, if you if you just look at offensively, MVP. If you just look at pitching, probably not. But when you combine the two, he has to be the most valuable player. Because he can do things that nobody else on a baseball field can. Shohei Ohtani, runaway AL MVP. And because he's a pitcher, that segues very nicely into the next point that I'm going to make and talking about the Cy Young races. I love pitching. Cy Young race is right up my alley. I think this is going to be a fascinating race on both sides of the league. We will start with the National League Cy Young Award race, in which you have um, three studs. You have Corbin Burns, Max Scherzer, and Zach Wheeler. Three guys that have been dominant before, that were dominant this season. They're, They're you you have Corbin Burns who was part of the three headed monster in Milwaukee. He had a 11 and five record, um, a two ERA, three ERA, 167 innings pitched, ERA plus of 176. He struck out 234 batters in those 167 innings. So he did he get a lot of innings pitched in? No, he only made 28 starts, but 234 strikeouts is remarkable in that span. His ear excuse me, his WHIP was under 1.9, and then you go to Max Scherzer. He's been here once or twice. And he's a 36-year-old looking for another Cy Young. 15-4, 2-4-6, the ERA, 30 starts, 179 in the third innings pitched. A whip, again, of under 1.864. Strikeouts per nine, 11.8. Walked just 34 men and 179 in the third innings pitched and struck out 236 batters. And then you go to the 31-year-old Zach Wheeler, who was just dazzling against the St. Louis Cardinals in an early start again, earlier in the year. 14 and 10, a 278 ERA, 213 and a third innings pitched, 247 strikeouts to lead these three. ERA plus of 150, that is the lowest. 169 hits given up in those 213 innings, as I mentioned, and a whip of 1.008. Numbers galore for all three of these gentlemen. This is a close one. It comes down to what do you value? If you value a winning percentage, you go to Max Scherzer, 7.89. If you value ERA, it's a coin flip between Burns and Scherzer. If you value innings pitched, you go to Zach Wheeler, because not only does Zach Wheeler have the innings pitched, he also has three complete games and two shutouts on the season. If you want to go a little more intangible, what did Max Scherzer mean to his team? He, not, they didn't necessarily carry, but he was a driving force for the Los Angeles Dodgers to close out the season once he was traded there at the trade deadline. So does that counter in or factor into your um, voting process? To me, it does. To me, the MVP is not only talent on the field, but what did you do for your team? Max Scherzer was big for his team. Just huge. So for me, my vote is Max Scherzer, and I do think it will be Max Scherzer in 2021 winning the Cy Young Award. And according to certain reports, he might entertain certain offers from the St. Louis Cardinals. So maybe just maybe the future Cardinal, Max Scherzer, wins his Cy Young. We've already seen one player go off the the hot stove already. Eduardo Rodriguez signing a deal with the Detroit Tigers. Maybe Max Scherzer is the next. He's not going to be. But maybe Max Scherzer does indeed end up in Cardinal Red. So Max Scherzer gets my vote for the National League Cy Young Award winner. Numbers, pedigree, what he did for his team this season, all of it. Now, move on to the American League before we wrap things up on this today on today's episode. Uh, Garrett Cole, been there, done that, 16-8, 3-2-3 ERA. Lance Lynn, 34-year-old veteran, old Cardinal, 11-6, 2-6-9 ERA. And Robbie Ray put together a fine season, 248 strikeouts in just 193 and a third innings pitch, 2-8 for the ERA. He was 13-7. To me, if you go by name and pedigree alone, obviously you go Garrett Cole. But also, I don't think Garrett Cole necessarily had the best season out of any of these three. Had the lowest ERA, had the lowest ERA plus. He had 243 strikeouts, which was second most out of these three. 181 in the third innings pitched is pretty solid. Um, His whip was right there with these three, so it's not like he was separating himself out there either. uh, Because he did walk 41 batters and give up 151 hits. That was most out of any of these three. So to me, the American League Young Award is also a toss-up. When I was doing research and I was looking into this, I, I my vote, because it, my vote doesn't count, but my vote, looking at numbers and looking at intangibles as to who I like, I like Lance Lynn, former Cardinal. That would be awesome for him to go out there and get a Young Award. He pitched phenomenally this year. He had the least amount of starts. I understand that. But if you're looking at just numbers, if you gave me these three stat lines with no names, I'm going Robbie Ray. And I'm not saying every vote should be a a blind vote like that. There's a middle ground between saying every vote needs to be a blind vote versus you get to look at the person's pedigree. I think there's a middle ground there. But I'm going Robbie Ray for my vote. Or correction, I'm going Lance Lynn for my vote because I like Lance Lynn. But I really think Robbie Ray is going to win this award. 29-year-old veteran doesn't have a lot of success per se. But a 284 ERA, as I mentioned, 193 in the third innings pitch, 248 strikeouts. His ERA plus was 154. That's extremely solid. His whip was the lowest of these three individuals at 1.045. Struck out half per nine, just 2.4 walks per nine. I think Robbie Ray has a real shot. Of, again, when you look at these three names on a ballot, you might think, okay, Garrett Cole, next, done. But look at the numbers. Numbers aren't as kind to Garrett Cole as he might think. So that, that that's my that's my discussion on the Sang Award winners. I think it'll be interesting to see who wins what. Got one more thing to discuss, and that is manager of the year. We'll also talk about the Cardinal Coaching staff, which was finalized a little bit earlier today. So we'll talk about all of that more coming up in just a moment. But you know what else is coming up? Thanksgiving. All the good food and treats. But maybe you want a yummy dessert that isn't so full in calories and sugar. That's perfect time for a built bar. Bilt Bar is the new holiday dessert. You can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie has upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most built Bars are only 130 calories and only 4 grams of sugar with plenty of protein. Replace the coconut cream pie with a coconut built Bar or go for a raspberry built Bar instead of that raspberry pie. Low calorie, low carb, low fat, and high protein. Bilt is a great option for when you're hungry. And if Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a Bilt Bar or two right now. Share some at your family gatherings. They have new surprises each and every month, so limited time flavors as well at Bilt.com. So check the site often as well as especially Black Friday. Mark your calendar, Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. Go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15, that L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Manager of the Year. Interesting award, and we have some interesting candidates on the docket in both leagues. We'll start with the National League. Mike Schilt, the former Cardinal, Gabe Kapler of the Giants, and Craig Council of the Milwaukee Brewers. To me, my vote and who I think will win it match up perfectly because it is Gabe Kapler. It would be a wild storyline if Mike Schilt were able to get the win Weeks after being fired by the team that he managed in 2021, uh, but I do think that Gabe Kapler, th- th- there's just th- there's little doubt in my mind. Gabe Kapler to me is a runaway for this award. Um, 107 wins. He didn't think nobody thought that the Giants would even be close to the division title, let alone winning it as they did. 21 and five down the stretch to win the division, according to um, the article that was posted a couple days ago by David Adler just a remarkable campaign for Gabe Kapler is able to mix and match um, lineup optimization I think is something very similar that is what uh, Oliver Marmol is going to be chasing so I think that Gabe Kapler is a model for success and I think that he's going to be the National League Manager of the Year then you got Scott Surveyus, Kevin Cash and Dusty Baker not as well versed in any of these three considering that they are in the National League um, I like to vote for Scott Servais. I really want the, the Mariners to have success for every reason I don't really know why but I've always like the Mariners, always wanted them to have success, uh, but I think it'll be Kevin Cash or Dusty Baker just because those two teams made made the playoffs um, and had, were in the playoffs at the time of the vote. So uh, the American League Manager of the Year is kind of more of a toss-up to me, so I'm not going to try and act like I know everything about that race, um, but we'll, we, we will see what that race comes down to. So before we get out of here, I do you want to talk about the finalized uh, Cardinal coaching staff, as it was announced just a little bit earlier uh, earlier on today, that the Cardinals coaching staff is indeed um, finalized for the 2021 campaign. As I get the story loaded up here, Skip Schumacher announced as the uh, as a new member of the team, uh, bench coach for the St. Louis Cardinals. Try one more way to get this loaded up. Uh, here we are. Uh, he is the bench coach, officially announced by the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, and, and the rest of the staff, um, very similar names that, that we are used to hearing, uh, but the, the rest of the staff is as followed according to this tweet by the, the St. Louis Cardinals: Turner Ward will jo- Turner Ward, excuse me, is joining as the assistant hitting coach. Mike Maddox, Jeff Albert, Subby Clapp, Ron Pop, Warner, Evan. Brian Eversgird and Willem McGee will also return in 2021. The positions on each of those, gentlemen, Maddox is the pitching coach. Albert is still the hitting coach. Stubby clap the first base coach. Pop Warner, third base. Brian Eversgird, bullpen coach. And Willem McGee, outfield coordinator uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals. So a very similar staff. Will we see anything different on the field? Hoping we see a little bit of a deeper playoff run, but we will see what that comes to when we get to. It. I think it's a good thing that the Cardinals hired Skip Schumacher. They go bringing good things to the role. He was one of my candidates that I wanted to see as a manager, so I have no problem bringing him in as a bench coach. So that's going to do it for today's episode. Tomorrow, Tuesday, November 16th. Put it in your calendars. We're talking some off-season predictions, sharing some things you guys have as, uh, as well as some names that I have. Uh, we'll get to that content tomorrow as well as breaking down the Rookie of the Year winners, which will be announced tonight. Uh, So until I talk to you guys again, be sure to stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic rest of your day.